right, hello, strugglers. Welcome back to the podcast, Manga Kaiwa. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and today we're going to talk about Berserk. Um, sorry, I kind of just rushed over that because I, I, I kind of wanted to avoid is making all the excuses I normally do at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, um, I mean, you know. We no, are once again... Yeah. We are once again separated by a uh, Atlantic Ocean. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, but still, we are connected by the power of technology and can continue ranting about anime and manga as we want to. Yes, <laughs> and for your listening enjoyment, of course. As yes, well. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, yeah, so as I uh, hurriedly prefaced, we are going to be discussing, you know, probably for what the, the third or fourth time we're, we're going to have a Berserk focused episode, because I mean, if anything deserves multiple focused episodes, it's Berserk. Um, and well, yeah, uh, and so we're particularly going to be discussing, you know, just our feelings on the recent chapters. Um, and also just, I mean, personally, I, I know we didn't discuss this beforehand, Ben, but I think I would really just like to discuss just Studio Gaga's work in general and Mori's work, um, you know, basically taking over Miura's work and like just sort of my thoughts around that and how that's been going. And um, then I, I also definitely want to talk about like future developments. I think that's probably the big topic for me because oof, right now there's so many uncertainties and it's just like, thank goodness we have a chapter coming out next month too. That's awesome. I mean, this month. This month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah month. I guess now it's um a little under two weeks now. Yeah. Is oh, yeah. supposed to get the chapter. So, yes. And I hope we'll continue, but who knows? I, I I kind of am feeling that there might be a break, a month break after this upcoming chapter, but hopefully, um, yeah, there'll be consistency as a result of that. I really do need to check out the manga that Mori is currently serializing. I think it's Soul Sandal Taiga. I'm not sure. But, I mean, obviously, as all manga do, even monthly manga, don't, don't go thinking just because it's not weekly, it's... I just feel traumatized thinking about it. And I haven't even tried working as a mangaka. Um, but he's probably more than busy enough with, with that. So I think I'm grateful that, you know, and I mean, I don't really know. There, there are probably sources that can tell you a bit more specifically, like just vaguely how Mori and the assistants at Gaga are like, um, dividing the work like what Mori does and how he works together with uh, the, the the Gaga people I think that would actually be really interesting to 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 look into and I'm not even sure if there's like information publicly available on that but that would be interesting there must be I mean if you gather pieces of Mori's interviews together not that there's I think been any too recently but maybe I don't know I'm kind of talking out of nothing there but yeah all right, Ben, were there any kind of things you wanted to start off with right off the bat or just get into it, I guess? Yeah, so, um, all right, well, then, I guess we can, uh, I guess we can sort of start, um, I guess we can start by sort of recapping the, I guess, the point we're in in the story as of now. So, yeah, so we think yeah, yeah. chapter, we know that, um, yeah, 
So Tosca is, um, you know, basically being held captive in in Falconia, you know, like Griffith's like, I think castle or whatever he calls it, you know. But um, anyway, we we we, and we see that, um, you know, obviously she still has her sanity that she, you know, I guess relatively recently got back. Thank goodness. But yeah. she appears to be like in this weird like trance like state, you know, I'm not sure if like Griffith yeah, like, you know. seems like sedated almost. Like sedated, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's like, I don't know, like in the food she's eating that are, you know, putting some kind of um, I mean, sedatives, but knowing Griffith and like just Falconia and the fact that, I mean, I think it was also even, in my opinion, the fact that we saw the tree, the helix tree there was sort of an indication of like, I think it was almost like trying to hint us in as to why this is sort of the way it is. It's sort of reminding us this world is not how it used to be. Like, you know, the the logic does not really work like it used to. And so she's sort of caught in this hamster wheel a little bit of, even if she escapes, she goes back. It's sort of like, and it's a weird thing because, I mean, I I doubt this is something too intentional, but I think it's interesting how, if you remember in the Black Swordsman arc, Griffith's appearance, the kind of realm that they were in was sort of like that M.C. Escher kind of sort of like just mind bendy sort of like loop space where the stairs kind of all lapped onto each other, like overlapped onto each other. I, that sort of, I don't know, it reminds me of that. It reminds me just of spirals in general, almost, which are just very important for Zerk, just spirals, vortexes, rather. Um, yeah. Yeah, it does seem to be like, a, I, I, yeah, you're right, because I haven't really thought about that in particular, but I know that is sort of like a yeah. reoccurring uh, theme, Be- I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to make a JoJo reference. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Finn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, that's what it is. Like, I mean, you know, spirals are pretty rad. Like, what can we say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of cool stuff about spirals. They're pretty. They're probably pretty powerful, too. And uh, they're probably, like, existentially indispensable as well. So, like, to the very shape of the universe. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Spirals. I mean, spirals yeah. Deserve, deserve respect. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, you don't want to end up in the vortex of souls, but... <laughs> Nor do you want to yeah. end up as a... It's a snail. Sorry, that was another JoJo reference. I just had to. Okay, do it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. um, but oh my god, that that one moment though, like in the chapter where Casca just finally just kicks some ass again, you know, that was amazing. Yeah, that was that was like it took me like my second read through to be like, oh yeah, she hasn't done that in ages. Yeah, but, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. No, no. And I mean, I think it's interesting because like almost but like just going back to the whole point about the sedated state that um she seems to be in. It's interesting how like her eyes are sort of closed or either almost closed, just barely open the entire time like when she's eating her food. Like at first I thought it was just her just like kind of trying, like it was the author sort of or the the, the illustrator sort of trying to portray sort of like this uh, particularly dainty or, or like just noble state. But I don't think it was. I think literally it seemed like her eyes were just closed the entire time um like almost like she was sleeping while she was going through these motions and stuff like that oh god it was a i mean it's it's like more torture for casca basically which is just god um and honestly one thing i am thinking about is if you know if if griffith if his if somehow casca Casca not being sane is beneficial to him, you know? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm wondering if the state that Casca was in prior to regaining her sanity is somehow preferable for Griffith. And if so, like, why? Like, you know what I'm saying? It almost feels like this is sort of almost trying to drive her back into that, which is just so, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm just imagining that, but I mean, I, I could totally imagine it kind of basically just numbing her kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's, it's scary because it's Griffith, but yeah. 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 I get your saying, right. Because, um, because yeah, I mean, I guess with her sanity, like even still like Costco doesn't really pose much of a threat to Griffith, but, um, but I think I guess yeah, one yeah. possibility is that it has something to do with the like the Moonlight Boy. I feel like if, if maybe if Costco like, had her sanity like at all, all times, she might be more inclined to attack the Moonlight, the Moonlight Boy, and obviously Griffith would be more vulnerable in that state. So I guess that could be part of it, but also like now that they're in back in Falconia, Whoa. I guess like Griffith also has, is also guarded as well. So well, I think it's interesting, right? Because I. Personally, I could never see a world where Casca would attack the Moonlight Boy, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, 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 me too. I don't think it's very likely, but I think Griffith is just, you know, I guess, be acting cautiously in that regard, yeah, yeah, taking yeah. account of like every possibility. But I mean, a part of me doesn't want to just assume that it's Griffith's pettiness, you know, as an all powerful being now, he's capable of doing these things and doesn't really have to risk too much, or at least he doesn't think he risks a lot. I mean, you know, if he wants to be possessive and territorial about things like even if they're you know bits of the past i mean i do think it's interesting right like you know he's supposedly this ascended being right what does he care about casca right now you know sort of that yeah. in my opinion i think that's a major kind of point because it's like yeah you know god hands uh i want wings whatever but I, you still seem a little caught up in stuff that happened before that. Are you really reborn? Like what, which parts of you kind of endured your resurrection sort of? And I don't know. And I think it might in that sense also have to do with the Moonlight Boy, that the Moonlight Boy is acting as sort of like this final um, kind of dam towards Griffith's sort of just complete like just loss of humanity i guess like not humanity in like the moral righteous sense i think he's sort of lost that already uh completely but just in terms of like his his ability to go like rise above sort of um yeah yes 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 yeah completely i mean i think like you know i mean i will say that i mean yeah i mean i do think a lot of it is just his pettiness you know it's just it's just it just shows that you know, he hasn't really grown, you know, I mean, to think about, like, what he did, yeah, he's reborn now, he's, you know, a, a supposedly a god, but, like, think about, you know, what he, what he did to Casca and Guts right after he was reborn, you know, I think it's just, it's an extension of that, I want to, I mean, true, you know, true. yeah, 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 you know, I think, um, you know, what this, sh what this action by, sh by Griffith, you know, taking Casca away, just, you know, just really shows that, I mean, ultimately, yeah, he, he can claim to be, you know, free and like above everything else like above you know guts and kafka in his past but ultimately you know he isn't he can't yeah let go and you know i mean even if you know I, I guess now i guess he has somewhat of an excuse because of the moonlight boy but even so you know that doesn't excuse just you know just his petty action you know well I, his petty... I, yeah yeah, yeah. No, no, and I think just just this just goes back to the discussion that has been like just run through you know countless times by countless people online and you know just among fans in general, which is you know it comes back to the 
that that that, that what what is really ingenious about the trio of guts uh Casca and Griffith arguably you could say it, it's focused more on the connection between guts and Griffith but you know this chapter shows that Casca is definitely also included in this sort of weird relationship where you know it all goes back to the speech that Griffith made at the top of the stairs to Charlotte um it, it's all it all goes back to that right sort of like this idea of being able to stand by someone as equals you know and, you know, by measure of ambition, if you will, to be very, you know, to reduce what Griffith said to like the barest bones, because it's obviously a lot more complicated than just that. But, you know, I think it's so interesting because I think with like technically every chapter can add new context to those words or add new meaning to those words in a new context, if you get what I'm saying. Like, that's just how important that speech was. Like it initiated, you know, guts, um, ex, not excommunication. What am I saying? His, uh, his basically his 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 departure from the band of the hawk, and also the events that eventually lead up to Griffith, um, activating Baelid and the eclipse and his ascension to the Godhead and blah, blah blah. And you know, I think it especially kind of just comes back to yes, those words that Griffith said at the head of the stair at the top of the stairs that night after you know guts came home exhausted after killing people basically for griffith if i'm not mistaken that's what the the the, the event was that he was coming back from you know but then after griffith le after guts leaves you know the impact that that has on griffith is sort of i think the same effect that is still prevents him from letting go of these quote-unquote earthly connections if you will right now with Casca and you know come to think of it even at the second encounter um at, on the hill of swords so at the beginning of the falcon of the millennium arc you have that scene where Griffith quote-unquote comes to confirm whether he still feels any attachment or has any feelings at all towards guts I guess yeah, he doesn't really I, specify it, but then suddenly he has Casca in his arms or something like that, you know. And yeah, it's like, I remember because he was because um, he was saving her like from falling like you know boulders or whatever. But I think that is I think it is though primarily due to the influence of the Moonlight Boy. I'm not saying completely, but I think it's, primarily it's it's true. It's true though. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and I think that's going to be definitely. It's not only an you know, an important and interesting discussion now, but it probably is going to be increasingly important in the future because of, I think, either way, uh, the Moonlight Boy is going to be very important in bringing down Griffith and however that happens, you know, if it happens, I don't even know what the plan is, but I'm just going to trust, you know, Maury knew what Muir was aiming for, so we'll see what that is one way or another. Um, But yeah, I think that I think that at the end of the day, and this is sort of maybe a bit of a violent topic change, but I think it's just, it's interesting in general, just these weird kind of very complex recipes or like kind of alignments that had to happen for a lot of the most important con um, sort of uh, uh, climaxes in Berserk, right? Like you have uh, not only the end of the conviction arc where there's this weird, like, big brain, galaxy brain, like, alignment of the egg apostle, like, you know, doing all these crazy things so that the, so, I don't know, I'm not sure if this is specifically a result of the egg apostle's actions, but somehow, you know, it's just all this causality stuff, like, the Tower of Conviction crumbles in a way that makes it look like the the hand that appeared at the, 
at the at the eclipse way back when when Griffith first became a member of the God Hand, and then somehow this reincarnation happens. It's all very sort of like you could that's where you see this Rube Goldberg style effect of causality that's happening. And the same thing happens with like Ganishka and stuff like that. Like, you know, this again, this galaxy brain ploy that Griffith, I guess, as someone who is, you know, closer to the idea of evil and I guess causality in general, is able to like basically bait Skullhand and Ganishka. You know, Ganishka we sort of knew, but then the fact that he's able to bait Skullhand is like something unexpected with the sort of actuation creating the helix tree like it's like it's so weird like it all comes together somehow and i think if i'm being honest i think that's something we definitely need to expect for how griffith is going to um perish basically or conversely you could say well if those are all sort of results of causality and griffith sort of represents causality maybe it's something completely the opposite of that maybe it is something really just straightforward and like you know, just like based. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like, because uh, like a topic I've heard like a lot of discussion about is like Guts, like finally, I mean, I guess he already does in a sense, but like, but him, like, I guess winning over the God Hand by somehow overcoming causality and like destroy, like, like some, I, 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 it could be like destroying the idea of evil. It could be like just, I don't know, just some way in which he goes beyond causality in order to, you know, um, you know, not necessarily, I don't just like deal with Griffith and the Godhead, maybe not killing them necessarily, but getting deal. past them, you know? No, and that's the thing, right? And that's what I found, find so paradoxical when you think about the future of Berserk. Because there's inevitably going to be some kind of closure between Guts and Griffith. There has to be. And I think, you know, one of the easiest ways to imagine that, quote unquote, easiest is in a traditional battle conflict, whatever you want to call it, right? Where one of them is trying to defeat the other, and I guess vice versa as well, but I don't even know. Griffith doesn't really seem to consider Guts much of a threat. And then that's the thing, right? He doesn't consider Guts a threat because causality is on his side. And I always have to think back to the whole kind of metaphor with the fish in the pond, right? The, the making the splash against the flow or whatever. Yeah, sure, you can't reverse the flow, but you can make a splash. But what's the significance of that? That you made it in the first place? Like, is that it? Like, or does it have some kind of repercussion? And I guess the answer to me is no. The significance of the splash is that you made the splash. I guess I'm kind of getting weird, vague word in territory, but that's what I think is so weird because how, how, can Guts defeat Griffith? I think he needs to defeat him somehow. Not necessarily in the tra traditional sense of cutting off his head. No, but there has to be some way that Guts can defeat Griffith. And in a, like nine out of ten of those ways, he has to somehow go against causality. But how does he do that? You know, like, how can you do that without making it an ass pull? That's my big question, you know? Yeah, Sometimes I mean, I think it, yeah. yeah. No, that is a great point. And I think, like, another, um, you know, another, like, big thing that gets brought up a lot is that, um, you know, regardless of, you know, Guts, you know, settling things with Griffith or not, you know, one thing is, you know, that has, that is, what we still, that is still there, that is still kind of, like, floating is, you know, the brand and, um, you know, 
Guts and Casca going to the, the vortex of souls when they die, you know, and that getting resolved in some way, them finding some way to remove the brand, I think is, you know, you know, will be, I guess, instrumental to Berserk having a, you know, quote unquote, I guess, good ending, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. I think that will be, that like is one of the things that rest for Guts and Casca is the only thing, in my opinion, that can make the ending of Berserk happy. It's rest, right? And yeah. a lot of people, I think, sort of, you know, and also to boil this down very much, sort of propose that one possible ending of Berserk is just that they turn their back on Griffith entirely and they just ignore him. But there are a lot of problems with that, mostly, in my opinion, because of Griffith's pettiness. Like, sometimes, somehow he seems to need to torment them because that's just how he is, and that's what his relationship to them is, you know, and somehow I'm sort of wondering, like, how do Guts and Casca, like, you know, like, that's the thing, that's where you think, okay, if we don't want to, if we want to avoid an ass pull, and this whole thing with causality doesn't, you know, it isn't necessarily overcome in this weird kind of, kind of cop-out moment, which is often the case with a lot of, I think, personally shonen and even seinen manga. Um, you know, like, how do we do that, but then also, like, give a satisfactory ending slash closure? Um, that's, and that's what I'm so curious about. And, you know, somehow, maybe it does involve somehow being able to control causality himself. But in that sense, how and why would he even become able to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's where we get into the whole conversation of using the bailet and all that kind of crap, which I just, I just don't, I don't want it. I don't want to, I don't want Guts to use the bailet, but it's Yeah, just, I mean, you know. I know, I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing is, we know it's there for a reason, right? I mean, I think eventually it will be used by, in some way by Guts, you know, whether or not by Guts is another topic. But, you know, it could also be that, you know, if Guts does use the, use the billet, it won't beat up, like make a sacrifice because he just wouldn't do that. It would, it would go against everything he stands for, but it would literally be just to actually just sacrifice, you know, just to summon the God hand, you know. Um, that's a good point. That's a good point. No, no, I think that's definitely sort of like the sort of base, bare minimum usage of the bailet. It's, it's yeah. basically to give him a way, you know, when he's ready or when he's just recklessly desperate and needs some thing to die for i guess in his perspective you know like when he's lost everything what does he do does he call upon the god hand and try to kill them in one last desperate attempt um and you know it, it's somehow like it just there, there's at some point there's this impassable wall where you just can't get past it sort of like this conundrum where that's where i sort of realized that the ending of Berserk and the closure that we're going to get is going to be very complicated because all of the simple options sort of contradict each other. They can't exist. Like the, the whole idea of Guts just killing Griffith, if that happens, yeah, there'll be some satisfaction as well, but it's how do you make that make sense? You know, how do you make that like not contradict, you know, the themes that Guts represents and stuff like that. But then there's, you know, the other hand, which is sort of like the other hand, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the, the, the other hand, which is sort of like this, this, you know, walking away from the path of vengeance. But that also contradicts the themes of causality and the fact that they are branded like 
and that they're basically eternally linked to 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 the to the to the astral like just to the depths of the astral realm as in like closer to evil um and i mean i think maybe there is going to be some kind of weird rube goldberg style effect again where somehow you know skull knight is able to grant guts some kind of exemption from causality some kind of exemption for of causality but i think more than an exemption from causality i personally think what needs to happen is the ability to control even a, just a bit of the flow of causality or to knock it in a certain direction that's what i would expect that would that's what would be consistent with the themes of berserk in my opinion because it's like that splash right you make that one splash and maybe it's sort of like a butterfly effect where the splash is enough to create a larger distortion. But that's when you have to ask, right? Like, how does that work? There has to be so many conditions that have to be met in order to, for that to make sense. And I just, I can't even imagine what that could be. Like, and that's where I, I sort of give up internally on trying to predict uh, the possibilities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, cause there's, it's, you know, there's infinite numbers of them, right? I mean, I think that, um. Another like thing I've seen uh, get theorized is that if there's like an uh, idea of evil, then there must also be an idea of good somewhere. And so I think it's a little, I guess it does sound a little cheesy, but I think the idea of good, it makes sense because if humans have this, you know, because we know that the idea of evil is born from humanity's unconscious desire to, you know, explain, I guess, their own suffering, right? So I feel like I don't know. I guess in that in that sense, you know, the idea of good can be a representation of you know the the good emotions and the good aspects of humanity itself. Yeah, you know, I mean, basically the rejection of the idea of evil, right? Yeah, that's what personally makes me doubt that there might be an idea of evil. I'm not a, a, an idea of good. I think there's a possibility, of course, that there'll be an idea of good, but somehow it's sort of and this is going to be a really weird metaphor or analogy, but it's sort of like to me, hot and cold, right? Cold doesn't exist. It's just the absence of hot, basically, you know? Yeah, and that, that that's, is a good point. That's to me sort of what I've sort of uh, envisioned with the idea of evil is that, unfortunately, humans do tend to, when they have a selection of positive and, um, you know, negative experiences, I'm, I'm not super sure on this, but I'm pretty sure that the tendency is just to hyper-focus on the negative experiences. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do in real life anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, no, for yeah. sure, for sure. And then, like, I think that sort of desire to, like, manifest that somehow so that they can sort of focus that, so they can sort of rationalize away their suffering, you know. Um, I think that is countered by, to me, I almost want to say the idea of good is guts. Sort of, I want yeah. to say that maybe it's not even good. It's just you know, if you have the embodiment of evil suffering, the cause, the... Yeah, the the indomitable of... human spirit. Exactly. No, but for real. For real. Yeah. Like, as memeable as it is, like, yes, that's sort of what I want to say. And, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe at some point something so horrible happens to Guts, but he still gets up. And the world is just like, damn, this guy's this guy's a champ. We need it. We need it. We yeah. need it. Power. I mean, I guess that that's almost the point we're at right now. I mean, Gus is yeah. the lowest he's been since the eclipse, really. And so, I guess in the next chapter, I assume we're yeah. going back to Gus. And so we'll see. You know, 
like how he eventually well i guess eventually we'll see like how he gets out of like how does he overcome this sense that everything he's done up to this point was for nothing you know even his sword ah that was just it was such a good and i just kind of wanted to talk about that moment too sorry to interrupt you but just the 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 symbolism with the sword i think was just one of the best moments since gaga's taken over in my opinion just like it's so it's it's just it's it's so clear and i understand it's because it's it just builds off what mira already obviously created through the 40 plus chapters that he uh 40 plus volumes that he already wrote right you know like it, it, it just builds off of that so perfectly and like it just it's just so efficient somehow i don't know i just had to fan yes. sword is bay Sword is <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, for real. And it's like they betrayed him, you know. Like, but it's not even that. It's like excessive expectations of Bay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but um, but going back to like an earlier point, I think that um, you know, honestly, I mean, I think that you know, if Griffith was to get punished in some way, if the Griffith did face like consequences for his actions, um, you know, I honestly think that getting killed actually wouldn't be the most satisfying thing. I think the most satisfying thing would be to strip him of his, you know, of his godly power, you know, to reduce him to the state as the, the to the city was before the eclipse, where he's just like crippled and mangled, and to have guts just walk away, just not even it wouldn't be even you know, it wouldn't even, you know, be worth killing him at that point because he no. he'd just be a husk of what he was, you know? I mean, but I, I think that would be the most satisfying. I think maybe satisfying is a correct word to say that, but I think that in that situation, if it did come down to that, I think that Guts would kill Griffith. I think it would just be not even out of rage, but just out of like the ability to rise above the situation. And, you know, at that point, I'm assuming you know, he'll have had some kind of closure with, with Griffith in terms of like, or rather not even Griffith himself, but his feelings towards Griffith, you know, he'll have some kind of closure or rather he'll have some kind of idea of how to move beyond Griffith, beyond his hatred for Griffith. And I think that leaving him alive like that is somehow an attachment. You know, he, he's, he would still remain attached to his hatred for Griffith somehow. Yeah. Unless of course you're saying that he just doesn't care. But somehow, if he just doesn't care, it would seem a little it would seem a little contradictory for him not to kill Griffith. Just like just to end that, you know, just to end it. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it could definitely be no, I, I mean sorry to interrupt, but I think it definitely could be seen both ways. On one no, hand, sure. you know, for sure. By letting uh, Griffith live, you know, he's you know, just by letting him suffer, it would show that yeah, he does still care in a sense but at the same time if he does kill griffith you know that would also show so really it's like you know kind of a lose-lose situation but in a sense but you know it is what it is i guess yeah 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 no and i mean yeah i just you know i i mean i'm not sure i, I i'm not sure how credible this is but i do feel like didn't Mira say at one point in an interview that the ending of a berserk would be happy like didn't he like say that i think so like he said something along the lines you know something along the lines um, of not yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh uh yeah and i mean i do think it's interesting to discuss like uh the side characters as well 
like I mean I think that's something with Berserk that's quite interesting is that like the main kind of the main trio or I mean you know sometimes it extends into the other members of Guts party which are very significant characters as well like Shurke or Farnese um, get so much attention that it's hard to kind of pay attention to the kind of less significant characters that are still significant in their own right. I mean, I know a lot of people are discussing Sonia, like a lot of people, um, because just like, she obviously has like some, she has this veneration of Griffith, but the fact of the matter is that Casca is there now and she is, she's basically dirt on Griffith, so to speak. And, but that's my question. Is it effective dirt? Like if Sonia were to learn about Casca's experience, would that, if, like, would that, impact her opinion of Griffith or you know in an, in, a, in a case that's actually sadly quite believable would she be able to just pass it up as a necessary evil or just some kind of hallucination you know I mean I think she'd be able to I think that yeah. there's definitely a difference between like hearing about something that somebody did and actually seeing it for yourself I think that if Sonia was somehow able to like actually get an accurate like vision of the eclipse I think that could away her potentially but if we, if she's just hearing about it i think that it and, and i feel like that it wouldn't be enough you like, know griffith's presence even before ascending to the godhead was somehow lulling right like i think you know as much as i hate to say it with her like sort of veneration of griffith already like it is even if she were to see to somehow experience the eclipse personally i think that just the sheer presence of griffith combined with her like just admiration of him would be enough to just like overwrite that almost you know and i think that would be like honestly the final nail in the coffin showing that you know exposing griffith quote unquote is not going to be the end like there's no way that doesn't work sort of you know i don't know but maybe that happens maybe that doesn't um rickard so as far as i know i don't know where exactly they are now like i think they're they obviously they left falconia i'm pretty sure yeah yeah, um, I remember because I think they were going to the um, they were going to the hidden Bakurata village with Soad. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, and I mean, I wonder how that'll translate back in. Like, you know, is that maybe a possible a place where um, guts is going to end up now? Um, like, and I also wonder, you know, and I think you brought this up earlier, obviously, but um, just in terms of pacing and timing, both in in world in universe and also out of universe with us as readers how long you know or rather how short um is griffith or guts going to be in this state like and also you know for me i almost feel like this moment isn't going to be of rage it's just going to be of lethargy which is something we've never seen for 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 guts you know just like this like I almost feel like he might just turn into a vegetable a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just basically just overcome. Sort of like how he is right now. Last we saw him. Like, I sort of don't see him suddenly just getting up and, like, just screaming Griffith. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, like I would normally expect him to. Like, he did already. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that it's, like... I'm trying to think. Because I think it's going to be a little bit of a long haul if they drag out the whole guts thing. I want them to focus on that in the next chapters. I want to 
Personally, I almost feel like saying I want to have a continuous focus on Guts and his emotions until he recovers. From now until he recovers. That might just be me talking because I don't want to be in the pain of seeing him as a vegetable. But I'm trying to kind of trying to wonder like what we're gonna do in the meantime. Like what is there to what is there to explore? Like, are we really going to go to pan to Rickert's perspective now? Like, are we really gonna do yeah. that? Like, you know I, I, I think that, yeah, I guess, I th yeah, I agree, because ideally, yeah. yeah, I would want to stay with Guts as well, but I think that, um, but I think that it would be nice if, when we do go back to the Bakiraka village, it will be with Guts. I think, honestly, something I'm really looking forward to, potentially, is Guts' reunion with Selat. I think that will be cool to see, for sure. One of the best, best fights ever. One of the best yeah. fights ever. Their fight at this, in the second half of the Golden Age, ah, oh, God, I love that fight so much. Yeah, but like you know, and I'm wondering, like, like I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, you know, Silat isn't someone who's gotten that much development, but as someone who was introduced in the Golden Age, I think it's comfortable to say that he, and the fact that he's still somewhat relevant right now, definitely puts him in a position as someone who could possibly, like, somehow, um, just influence guts or encourage guts or like in some way, you know, show guts, but. Personally, I think if it's going to come to going to the Bakiraka village in any case, I think Griff, uh, um, Ricker is going to be the one to probably help him out of the slump, even if it's not helping him out of just kickstarting his recovery. Um, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, I definitely think it'll be like a team effort. It'll be, it'll take Ricker, it'll take, you know, Shirke probably. It might even take Soad, you know, I mean, I think Soad well, could probably remind Guts of like his own, just his people own pride as a warrior, guts you know? before the eclipse. Yeah, people yeah. who Guts before the eclipse, basically. Um, Silet and Rickard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, though, you know, that is, a, that is a, I mean, I'm trying to think, why was it again that Rickard survived the, basically, Apostle attack on that party? Like the one where the Slug Count and Rosine first showed up? Why I was... think it, it's because it was because Skull Knight was there. Skull Knight showed up and he warded yeah. out um, yeah. the count. I think, yeah. And somehow you have to ask yourself: Is that also somehow causality? Like, I mean, I, mean, I think it is. Honestly, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I guess is. everything yeah. everything is causality to a certain extent. But like, it's sort of like um, is Ricker like maybe that's something to consider, right? Like Ricker is with. Uh, Guts and Kanska, the only surviving member of the Band of the Hawk, right? Like, that's that's pretty significant somehow. I guess and Griffith, but you know. um, <laughs> and, and I mean that's that's the question, right? Like, there, there, I think there's a there's a reason for that beyond just having another character to to slap Griffith. You know, I think I think the Griffith slap is just the beginning. You know, like. Oh god damn it. I love that panel so much. It's, <laughs> it's so majestic, yeah. It's so majestic, man. Like Bro just <laughs> slapped him. And he just he didn't even look afraid as well when he slaps him. Like, you know, it's just oh god. You just goat Kurt moment, you know. Um yes. Giga Chad Ricker. <laughs> Giga Rick. Giga Rick. Um yeah um and i mean personally i think that you know next chapter ideally just you know my my sort of lizard brain instinct is to say i want to be with i want to be on, on at least on the ship 
personally, my ideal would be if we started directly from Gut's perspective in, in his slump, you know, to put it lightly. But I think it's somehow more likely, just because I don't know intuition, I don't even know, that we'll probably start off from Shirko Fornese's perspective or even like Anna Roderick's perspective or Isidro's. I don't even know what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> Funky perspective. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that might be, for example, uh, a perspective that we start off from and then we'll slowly probably work our way towards Guts's kind of perspective because they're probably going to keep trying to at least feed him and he's probably not going to be eating and crap like that, you know, just classic slump stuff. Um, <laughs> ah, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of going in circles here at some point because I'm just trying to think like just, yeah, how is he going to get out of it? Like, is he going to, like, do you, because one opportunity that I would actually really be quite curious for and quite, like, you know, I would like it, actually, is if somehow we had, like, enough of an introspective on uh, Guts, like, I, 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 I mean, I would not be opposed to having a few chapters of Guts just processing, you know, just processing it, like, and somehow coming to some conclusion that lets him get up on his own. Because, yes, obviously, you know, there are there are um, people that can help him. And yes, it is also important, you know, thematically that he'd be able to rely on them. But I think that's sort of already been done with, like, Shirka's help, you know, when he dons Berserker armor and stuff like that. Um I think, you know, that this whole messaging that Guts can't do, some, th some things cannot be done by Guts alone, has been sort of already driven home. Personally, I think one of the greatest shows of strength and just kind of reaffirmation of Guts' resolve to just keep going would be if he would be able to pick himself back up again, this time not with rage like he did after the eclipse, but with... A desire to get Casca back, basically. Yeah. You know, just directly I mean, I... getting back up and like just being able to set his eyes on that goal immediately. You know. Yeah, and I think and which would directly parallel um that one moment in the conviction arc where he gets his resolve to get Casca back. You know, where he's like he's in the cave and he's and he's you know he's standing up and he's looking towards the sky and the land. That's that's just such an iconic panel, you know. It is. I, 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 that's crazy. Yeah. Though no, no, wait. It's some chapter before or after Cracks of the Blade. I think it's probably directly after. Is it like directly after Goto's death, right? I think it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, after his yeah. death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and he just, you know, he just, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be a parallel to that, you know? Just, um, just Remember letting go of like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could, you just you could just remember that one moment and, you know, and just draw, I think he could also draw strength from, honestly, his memories with Casca and the fan of the Hawk, you know, uh, you know, getting his strength not from his rage, but from, you know, just, just I, as cheesy as, as it is, love, you know? And just Yeah, but that's, it. I think, honestly, that's the, that's, I think, a lot of the, the messaging that has come from uh, Guts' journey so far is this sort of, this, this duality of what drives him. He's the struggler. But what drives him to struggle, right? Like, is it is it hatred or is it like desire to survive slash just like just keep his life intact, sort of? If you get what I'm saying. Um, and I think like 
you know, in terms of the messaging of the story, I think the, the latter has definitely been sort of themed positively, whereas the other has been themed just negatively, like it's destructive. You know, it's a, he's destroying himself. It's it's basically everything that the black dog represents, like the the hound. Um, yeah, and so I don't know. I'm I'm just excited, and I hope that you know, like I think the difficulty with Berserk right now is it's somehow sort of like a difficulty that springs up even more predominantly than during like major hiatus times where like you probably have like a, a year plus between chapters, more like not even a year plus but like eight months between chapters or something like that like when we're getting chapters consistently i almost feel like i feel the slow burn even more you get what i'm saying like um yeah like yeah because i mean you know first of all most importantly Berserk is continuing in some way or form, way, shape, or form, and it's not being done poorly. Um, that's most important. This is all just nitpick stuff. Like, and it's stuff that I honestly wouldn't necessarily describe as a nitpick because it's just me being an impatient reader. And there's just there's no validity to that, really, in in like a like evaluating the quality of something. Um, but it is, I think, pretty safe to say that each individual berserk chapter that has come out has quite a, a small amount of content. Like what it says is potent, but it's not a lot, you know, and I'm fine with that from a purely objective standpoint. It It, it is like something I know that I'm going to have to get used to though, because I think, you know, it's just like, it's sort of like that moment where like, it almost feels like you've only just revved up, but then you, that chapter ends a little bit. And I feel like yeah. that's the cycle I go through with each Berserk chapter, but you know, I think it, that's why it's important to reread chapters um, as a group or just, I mean, I think some people just wait for chapters to build up, which I can't do, but I think at least just waiting for a line of chapters, just reading, re yeah, every time a chapter comes out and also taking the time to read them all in succession at some point as well. It's probably pretty important. Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, I've said what, my piece. I've said my piece. I would say, uh, on 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 this topic. Yeah, uh, were I there think, any kind um, of things that you wanted to mention? Yeah, you know, honestly, I think um, you know, a major thing that we actually haven't touched on from the latest chapter is Zod. Yeah, I think um, you know, because we, we we do see him, right? We do we see him at the end of the chapter. Again, yeah, yeah. But he, and um. Yeah, you know, and he's, he yeah. looks. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he looks conflicted, right? He he has yeah. his back towards Griffith. He has his arms crossed, and um, I so I think we we are starting to see, you know, sort of the the beginning of the cracks in Griffith's rule, you know, yeah. starting with Zod. I think Zod, you know, I think and it, it makes sense. It kind of goes against everything he stands for as a warrior. You know, he sees he would definitely see, you know, like his actions against Guts and Tosca as you know just petty. And not befitting a god, and he would see. You true. know, I mean, true. I mean. Oh, no, no, I think it's interesting because it definitely does have to do with the event that happens. Um, you know, on 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 Elfheim, like that that he was ordered, that he was mobilized to basically capture this and destroy this island. I guess it's sort of different to you know the other um, neo band of the Hawk members who are basically just unquestioningly following the orders, but I think. You know, and I think that's somewhere where, you know, we haven't gotten a lot of context around basically how Zod was defeated by Griffith, how one horn was lopped off. And 
like we know that he was basically defeated and thereby sort of subjugated but honestly it's a little con- it's still a little unclear to me like how zod sort of like justifies that as sufficient to basically bring him into his like order like to be ordered around by griffith as well because you know i mean i, I it almost seems like zod was sort of mystified slash entranced by 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 gut by griffith but i almost feel like somehow maybe seeing guts as well and not just seeing sort of like things that he might take issue with within griffith but also just seeing things within guts that he might respect you know and sort of those two things that sort of like huh griffith what the what are you doing now you're acting awful sus lately you know and then just the guts, like, you know, he's the struggler. Like, I've always appreciated that aspect about him. Like, those two things sort of coming together to sort of maybe, 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 like, just, just sow some seeds of doubt. Um, yeah. And I always have to think about that fight at the harbor uh, uh, with Ganishka, you know. Blah. One of the best yeah. double spreads of all time. God damn. Yeah, oh my god. Oh, that, it goes so hard. Uh, it like, does, oh my though. God. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but that is a major point. It's, it makes sense, because I feel like, you know, I think I, I think at some point, Zod might realize that by doing this for Griffith, you know, Guts is just depressed now, and he can't give him the fight he's always wanted with him. So it's like, he's by serving Griffith, he's realizing that he's acting against his own interests. So I feel like, you know, even if like, uh, Zod doesn't actually stand a chance against Griffith in combat. You know, it would make sense that he would just, you know, just go against him ultimately in some way. You know, but but yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that um, we can start closing up. Yeah. 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 All right. For show, sure, for show. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this was. I mean, this is always fun. You know, Berserk is such an important series to the both of us. So I think it's it's completely. I think just. I I I think it's just a completely valid investment of our time to just discuss this sometimes because, I mean, yeah, there's so much to unpack even in the span of a few chapters and just thinking about the future. I think it is a bit of a hiatus effect, but yeah. All right, well, everyone, we'll see you guys next time. Indeed, yeah. Keep struggling. Yes. Everyone. yes.